Hello and a big welcome to the new series of the Autism Spectrum Teacher podcast and it has a new name, Autism, Neurodiversity and Me. I am your host, Steph Reed. I'm a neurodivergent autism specialist teacher and school consultant and also a DJ. And I work with a variety of mainstream and specialist settings focused on enhancing provision and practice for autistic students. So the first series of the podcast focused on autism and teaching. And what I want to do with this series is open up the conversation a bit more about neurodiversity, especially with the more that I learn, the more I understand my own neurotype and the link to mental health, the more I understand about how to help myself as well as the students that I so fondly dedicate my time to. And I've got some really exciting guests coming up on the podcast to explore these themes, which I really cannot wait for you to hear. So my first guest is very special because he really gave me the boost I needed after not releasing a podcast episode for two years. I can't believe it's been that long. Believe me, I really wanted to do this so much sooner, but here we are. And I'm so grateful for today's guest, the wonderful Gareth Jones, also known as Gaz Top. He's a TV presenter, producer, director, podcaster. You may remember him from the children TV series such as Get Fresh, How To and The Big Bang. And he was also the first person to swim across Wales from south to north whilst making a documentary series. And Gareth is just generally a ray of sunshine who I've had the absolute pleasure of spending time with. Enter the podcast, Gareth Jones and his insight on neurodiversity. And here's your host, my favourite teacher, Steph Reed. Oh, Gareth, thank you for coming on the podcast. And first of all, I just want to say a big thank you because you've really helped me to kickstart this second series of the podcast. I've wanted to get started with this second series of the podcast for two years. And that, that's actually <laughs> quite embarrassing for me to say. And it's been on my board and I've got all of these ideas. I'm doing all of these lots of different things at the same time. And I've wanted to do it. But I think one of the things I really find difficult is being dyslexic, having ADHD, that task initi initiation or, you know, just getting something going. I've got the ideas. But yeah, getting it going and actually, you know, I'll just say that we met at a party and we were talking about lots of different things, everything, whales, dialect <laughs> and autism came up and then we were talking about podcasts, Gareth does a podcast and I guess just talking about it really, really helped and then yeah, Thank you for sending across that email because you broke it down for me really, it really, really helped. And here we are. <laughs> well, I thank you very much indeed for taking my advice. Advice is easy to give, but uh, I see this more of a, a collaboration than an advice. <laughs> I, uh, you know, have made podcasts for 18 years, so I know what's involved in planning, starting yeah. and completing a task. And it's something that I've learned to do and it's 
not something that everybody has the ability to do. And sometimes yeah. you need a bit of a bit of encouragement, a bit of guidance and a list. Often yes. a list is the answer. You know, if you can write a list and then, okay, just do one thing on the list. Starting is always a problem. And I yeah. think for people with ADHD, um, you've started a hundred things in your head. Yeah. Uh, just trying to fix it down to the one thing you have to do in the real world doesn't come easy always yeah. for people of that yeah that structure let's say yeah my experience with autism goes way 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 back I remember uh because I'm very old now I'm, I'm 61 years old so I remember way back in the uh I think this was the very late 1960s my mother was reading uh the Sunday Times supplement and there yeah. was an article in it about children in America who you could not reach. I don't think they said locked in, but you could not get through to these people. Um, my mother read it and had a, a eureka moment. At the end of it, she says, oh my gosh, this is Keith over the road. And she ran out of the house with the newspaper supplement still in a dressing gown and went to visit our neighbours who lived across the road knocked on the door and said Cyril this is your <laughs> Keith now their Keith uh, sat in front of the television with yeah. it tuned to no channels there was just sort of interference and gash on the screen and he rocked back and forward and shook his head and, and moaned and just did that 10-20 hours a day he would do it all mm. the time if if he could and the family and the people they'd been speaking to in the health service at that time had no idea, and I'm going to use this in quotes, what was wrong mm. with Keith. There was nothing wrong with Keith. Mm. We now understand that Keith was very, very, very much at one end of the autistic spectrum. And through that diagnosis, uh, he got help and has lived a functioning life, a good life, and... That was the very dawn of, of my understanding of autism. So mm. it's always been there for me. These are people growing up in North Wales who I knew were different and I valued their difference because I think there is value in neurodiversity. Um, I've, I, I remember I used to make a television program. I used to produce and direct a TV show with my company, Whizbang TV, that was about video games. Yeah. This was well, some 18, 20 years ago now. And one of the guys who worked on the team was one of those people who had what you might describe as special interest. Yes. And a slightly far away look in his eyes. My And, and uh, I realized his thorough and extensive knowledge of some facets of video gaming were going to be a real benefit to our program. He helped yeah. us provide content, you know. Mm -hmm. So neurodiverse people are essential in not just social society, but in work society yeah. as well. Um, I, and I, I, I value people who are different. I'm different. I'm a bit odd. I'm not quite sure where I am in the world, but I am a bit odd. And so I gravitate to other oddballs. Perhaps why I'm on this program with you, I think. <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it's never been a problem. It's been an asset yes. for me. I think people are 
often confused about uh, people on the spectrum. They kind of expect people with autism to be savants, to have a superpower. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the case. A friend of mine who is diagnosed with a uh, who was diagnosed with autism late in life when she was 60 yeah is now coming to terms with her behavior as a child and her yeah. continued behavior as an adult and mm -hmm. sometimes can modify that behavior but most of the time we just love her the way she is Yes, and I guess what you just mentioned there was, I mean, especially after the film Rain Man came out, I guess that really, you know, made people think about autism in a specific way. Uh, you know, it, you know, do maybe most autistic individuals have have these savant abilities? But of course, that's not um, not the case, and. For many people, you know, everyone is so different. Everyone has their own unique abilities, their own unique uh, interests. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's just understanding that, um, yeah, autism is a big kind of vast spectrum. And I guess, you know, not even just with uh, two ends, but just, you know, there's just an, an infinite amount of possibilities. But I guess what we're saying is, you know, we, everybody brings value um, and, um, you know, everyone has their own strengths. And, Too right. You know, if, if, if we were all the same, gosh, that would be boring. <laughs> yes, it you, would. No, we wouldn't, we I'm wouldn't a big Star anywhere. Trek fan and in Star Trek we believe in what's called infinite diversity in infinite combinations. Yeah. And I, I genuinely believe that. I genuinely believe that, you know, the success of the bridge of the Star Trek was the fact that there were, you know, black women, there were Russians, there were Chinese, there were white American males and there was an alien to put it all in context, you know. Mm. And I, th I think that... that, that that diversity even exists within my experience of the people I've met with autism. Mm -hmm. It's a sort of pick and mix. You'll have some of the traits, but you'll have a different set of traits. And it's a very broad set of markers that you might find that different people have in different ways. Yeah. Um, I, I, let me tell you a story. Um, I'm full of stories today. Uh, yeah. A dear friend of mine many years ago uh, said, oh, you've got to meet my friend Radar Jim. Uh, wait, what? Radar Jim? Oh, you're going to love Radar Jim. I said, why is he called Radar Jim? I said, well, you'll know when you meet him. And she introduced me to Jim, and Jim had a faraway look in his eyes and carried a scrapbook under his arm all the time. And that scrapbook was full of pictures of radar installations at military bases oh, around wow. the UK that he'd gone and taken pictures of. And Radar Jim was called Radar Jim because he loved radar. He knew everything about radar. Yeah. He knew the scientific principle on which it worked. He knew the names of the people who developed it in Britain during the Second World War. He knew the names of the people above them in the Ministry of Defence. He knew how the war played out. He knew how peace came about and how oh, yeah. the United Nations came about as a result of that. And the names of the people and the initial member states of the United Nations. So whilst Radar Jim's special interest was radar that was simply his access point 
to a very, very broad and wide world of knowledge that most of us would never get to. Yeah. But ask Jim what he knew about, and he would say, radar. And that's all he cared about. So I think that's an example of it being an asset, but not a superpower. Yeah. It's just a way of describing how people think. In my uh, layman's opinion, you know, it's just a way of describing. It doesn't mean that you are disabled. It doesn't mean that you are superpowered. It means that, oh, you're the type of person who can be described loosely in this way. And that's the key to understanding, isn't it? You know, if you've got a term... In Wales, we have an expression, give the devil... An expression, give the devil a name. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is, if something's bugging you, give it a name, even if it's not the name thing it is. And then you have control, or at least the beginning of understanding over it. I'd just like to take a quick pause from this wonderful conversation and say if you are enjoying these podcasts and you're an educator or a parent of an autistic child, then you will absolutely love what I've built in my Autism for Teachers or Autism for Parents programs, which are a one-stop go-to toolkit for all things autism with videos, resources, practical online courses and live online Q&As to get you upskilled, confident and prepared to support autistic children's learning and development in a way that helps them thrive and be the best version of themselves. We've got practical training resources on communication, behaviour, emotional regulation, sensory needs, transitions, teaching strategies, leading a team in the classroom and lots more. I also host live online Q&As every month and you can connect with other professionals and parents on the interactive forums, which is a perfect way to get feedback or ask questions at any time because we all know things change or anything can happen and this platform is here to help you get specialist advice and feedback quickly. What's more, you can join on a monthly basis with the option to cancel at any time. Come and join today over at autismspectrumteacher.com. Do you know what I, when I think about where we're heading and our understanding as a, as a society, I really like to think about a, a shift from thinking about autism, ADHD, as disorders and moving to a space where we're really recognizing and you know understanding that this is different ways of thinking different ways of focusing what you just described there was an ability to focus on a specific subject so intently that somebody else would probably not be able to do Correct. and and the, the 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 skills and the strength and the value there is in that and i think maybe because we have this you know we have this system of uh, it's a very medical system of diagnosing um attention deficit hyperactivity disorder autistic spectrum disorder very negative um medical terminology which you know of course 
affects the way that people think and, and they view about uh, what that means. Um, so I like to think that we, you know, we're heading hopefully in this, you know, especially with the, the, the neurodiversity uh, paradigm, really understanding that we're all human beings. We all have very different abilities, um, different interests, and that is great. <laughs> Absolutely great. I think you've nailed it. I think the term disorder is unfair. Yeah. I think bias might be a, a closer word to what we're trying to say. Oh, this person has an autistic bias. You know, some people have a, a, a an over-empathic bias mm. and they're lovely to be with and they're darlings and that doesn't mean it's a disorder. Mm. And so people with non-neurotypical behaviours, again, non-neurotypical is a, a term that suggests that they are beneath or otherworldly, mm. you know. And I won't say they, I mean we, because there is no such thing as them, right? There's no us and them. We are all people trying to work on the same issues. So, yeah, let's let's, let's, let's campaign to remove the word disorder. Let, yeah. Let, let, let's find a better word. I'm sure there are better thinkers than me that can come oh, up with that yeah. word. Definitely, definitely. And so you are you are a parent and of a, of a neurodiverse family. I guess what I really love to, to bring with this podcast is any kind of, you know, practical tips or takeaways or things that maybe uh, any other parents out there, maybe they're on they're starting their journey to understanding neurodiversity, or maybe they're they're well on the way and they're having some challenges at the moment. Or, I mean, is there any kind of any words of wisdom or advice that you would give as a as a parent? Well, um, I I used I used to do a program called How, you know, in which we would answer any questions yeah. starting with How and give you a real nugget of of information. So uh, maybe I've got a, a, a neurodiverse how uh let's see um i'm, I'm going to do this without uh, naming the members of my mm -hmm. family uh, who are either adhd or autistic um mm -hmm. because i think that would impinge on their privacy but mm -hmm. in terms of general advice there, there, you know for me there are a number of mem a number of members of my family uh who are um autistic or mm -hmm. some of whom being diagnosed those who haven't been diagnosed yet but the advice I would give you know if it is how do you deal with autism I suppose that would that would be it wouldn't it if it was a how how do you deal with autism and I think the best advice I could give is be yourself and let them be themselves yes Great Don't advice. expect people who behave differently, differently to you to behave in a typical mm -hmm. way. Yes. Allow them. There's, he, okay, here's another wonderful old adage. Um, it's slightly sexist, but w when I explain, you, you'll understand that I'm not using it in a sexist way here. Okay. I hope. They used to say way back in the 70s, you know, the story, three blocks... Trying to get an engine out of a car, right? And they've got a they've got a 
um, a crane over the car and they can lift the engine out of the bonnet of the car, but they can't quite get it to clear. They can't quite get it out. And they've been thinking about it. And oh, Can we make it higher? Can we do this? Can we make a shorter chain? Or can we file a bit on? And we've been there for three hours. And then one of the bloke's wife, one of the bloke's wife, comes outside, looks at three guys and says, well, why don't you just let the air out of the tyres and let the car down and it will clear that way. <laughs> now, that, that was a sexist observation of how people believed men and women thought differently in the past. I don't believe that. There is no difference between the female brain and the male brain. There is no left brain. There is no right brain. The brain is a far more nuanced, complicated network of sparking bits of bioelectricity than you can define in left or right or male or female. What that story does tell you is that some people see things differently. Differently, yeah. And they can sometimes offer a solution, sometimes that could be a problem. So think of it that way. Question, if you've got a child who will only wear one pair of shoes mm. because that's in their nature, that's one of the markers in their, uh, their pick and mix of autistic traits, you might mm -hmm. say, don't get angry with them and force them mm. to wear a different pair of shoes. Yeah. Let them wear those shoes. Yeah. Even if those shoes are worn out, find a way of listening to what that person is expressing and feeling and, and work with that. That's all you have to do, little bit by bit by bit. It can be hard sometimes. Yes. But it's... It's rewarding, and I think it's the solution. So that's it. That's how do you deal with a, an autistic person in your life? Um, well, quite easily is the answer by listening. Yes. Oh, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I just, <laughs> love it. I, I haven't been planning that. I, I, I just that just came to me there and then. I think that that's how it works for me. Perfect. You know, let that. Yeah. I. 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 I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you, Gareth. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's been oh, an absolute joy. Oh, it's been great. Joy. Thank you. It's been an app, like, I'm so grateful to have met you and to have had these conversations. And I look forward to spending more time with you in the future. Steph, you are doing remarkable good work. You're a great broadcaster. You're a tremendous communicator. You are dealing with a subject that is close to my heart. I wish you all the best with the whole next series. Thank you. Thank you, Gareth. Ooh. A massive thank you to Gareth for his time and insight. I really enjoyed having that conversation. You can find him at garethjones.tv and his podcast all about cars is Gareth Jones on Speed. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, send me a message or share the podcast. And what would be really great is if you could leave a quick review on your podcast app. This also helps more people find the podcast. You can find me on social media at stephreed underscore underscore or on Facebook, it's Autism Spectrum Teacher. My website's autismspectrumteacher.com and I also run the Facebook group Autism and Inclusive Teaching. So come and join the group. I'll be releasing a podcast episode 
every two weeks, so stay tuned. We've got the marvellous autism specialist teacher, trainer and author, Lynn McCann, talking about our ADHD on the next episode. So make sure that you've subscribed in your device to get the next episode straight away. Have a great day.